What's up, Rebels? Welcome to another edition of Rebel Parenting. I'm your host, Ryan Dobson, with my wife, Laura. We've got a challenging program for you today. Do you hear that? Normally, I say we got a great program, and then I go, they're all great. Today, yes, the program is great. Today's program is challenging. One of my favorite people is in the studio. Shanti Feldhan wrote a book back in the day called Four Women Only. For me, that book was as revolutionary as John Eldridge's book, Wild at Heart, was for men. I think it was for women. Um, It was controversial. Uh, It was also great. And it was finally a look, a scientific look into what men are thinking about their wives and about relationships and That was a great book, and I'm going to talk about that on a program soon with Shanti, but today we're covering her book called The Kindness Challenge, 30 Days to Improve Any Relationship, and here's what I'm saying. If you have something, you do, think of the person, and you're already thinking about it right now, you're like, no, 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 don't make me think about that person. It's either your mother-in-law, or it's one of your kids, or maybe it's your spouse, or your boss, or a coworker. There is someone in your life that is just an irritant. It is the thorn in the side. It's the pebble in your shoe. It's when you pick up your coffee and it's cold because you grabbed the wrong cup. That person is that for you. This book will change your relationship. I promise. I promise it will. It will change your relationship. It will be tough. It will be a challenge. But not only will it change your relationship, it could change your marriage. It could change your parenting. It can change the relationship with your parents, with your boss. It will change you. You will be a better person, a better spouse, a better parent, a better coworker, a better employee, a better boss, a better friend. You will be better. Shanti is that good. Laura and I have been doing this and it's rough. It's making our lives better. It's making us better. You're going to love this broadcast. I promise you're going to love this broadcast. So much fun. Shanti is so smart. She does so much research. That's why I like having her on because she's got so much data and research to back up all the things she talks about. So I cannot wait for you to hear that. If you're missing the live videos, you are missing out because we're going over so much good stuff on those live videos every Monday, Wednesday, Friday, uh, facebook.com slash Dobson and youtube.com slash Dobson. You can find our live videos on YouTube and Facebook and Instagram. This week it was Instagram too. Instagram.com uh, slash Rebel Parenting on that app. Look for us there on the stories uh, everywhere else because we are having so much fun on the videos. Sign up for the newsletter. Otherwise, you're missing out about all the other things that are going on. The new tour coming up, how you can sign up for the tour, how you can get your church involved in the tour. That's all coming in the latest newsletter. So sign up for that by texting the word Rebel to 444-999 or just come to the website. It's brand new. It looks so sweet. Got a little picture of baby Lou on the front when she was just a little teeny tiny infant I was holding her and that's at rebelparenting.org. Let's jump into the program. Here is Shanti Feldhan on today's edition of Rebel Parenting. Shanti, thank you so much for coming on Rebel Parenting. We know you're in Atlanta right now. You're under a deluge of a storm. So for you to take time out of your day uh, to talk about this is such an honor for us. I got to know you with your book, For Women Only, and it was so revolutionary. Um, And I love how this book came about. I love the kindness challenge. And I just want you to start off with telling us the story of how how you started this book. Yeah, well, it's very related um, to 
something that happened with someone we both know and love, right? Um, it, it actually, going back a number of years, it's interesting that after For Women Only came out, mm-hmm. and I would start doing women's conferences, and I'd be talking about how men think, you know, because that's the topic, and it's all very surprising, including mm-hmm. it was to me. One of the common questions that I would often get at a women's conference was, you know, someone would stand up and say, well, you tell me that I need to show my husband that I appreciate him and that I respect him, that that's so important to him. But what if I don't? Mm. Right. What if he's hurt me? Mm. What if there are are these very real issues? And I would get that question a lot and I wouldn't know how to answer it. And I was doing a a radio broadcast at one point with Nancy Lee DeMoss and now Nancy DeMoss. Mm -hmm. She she issued a a challenge at one point to some women uh, about something similar. And I was so struck by it. I I thought, you know, I need to start looking at this because ultimately really what I am is a social researcher and Mm -hmm. I wanted to try to investigate and, and so the next time a woman at a women's conference, we were, you know, up in a, the northern part of Colorado and a, at a church there and someone asked that question. And I said, look, try this. And I and I laid out a couple of things that I've been looking at based on what Nancy had said. Mm-hmm. And and she this woman was she had a difficult situation. They were on the verge of divorce. I think her husband might have had some addiction issues. Like there were some very real yep. issues. Mm-hmm. Stuff that we deal with every day too. I mean, we've got yes. infidelity, addiction, exactly. whether it's illegal or prescription, uh, if it's alcohol, pornography. I mean, marriages. It, it's tough to deal with this. It's tough. Yeah, there, mm-hmm. there are there are things that all of us deal with, and she was in the middle of that and was hurting. And I said, just just try this, and I laid out what eventually became the the 30-day kindness challenge. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, I didn't call it that at the time because I hadn't sort of figured all this out yet with the research, but that was the, the starting point of it, the 30-day kindness challenge. I said, just try this for 30 days. And, and then I, you know, I get into an airplane and fly away. <laughs> you know, this is yeah, often yeah. what happens. You know, you know, you go somewhere and you share and you hope that there's a difference made, but you don't always know. So three years later, I'm back in Colorado and I was doing an event at Focus and um, for some women that were related mm-hmm. um, to some of the programs that Focus was doing. And we had a, um, a lunch with your dad, with Dr. Dobson. And as part of that, there was a question and answer time. And, you know, everybody was, he's obviously, that's one of the things I love about doctor, right? Is like anybody can ask him anything and it doesn't phase him. Totally. And so I'm sitting there like, you know, soaking up everything that he's saying uh-huh. and, um, and trying to gain the pearls of wisdom, you know. And then one woman stands up and asks a question that was, you know, this really heart-wrenching situation with her husband and what if I don't appreciate him? What if I don't respect him? And your dad decides to play a trick on me (laughs) and he turns, he, he goes, wow, that's a, that's a really good question. Shanti. (laughs) And I'm like, you are so mean. Oh yeah. You are so mean. I've been there when you're waiting for him to answer and you're wondering, I wonder what he's going to say. This is really interesting. And then he's like, what do you think? And you're like, Nobody cares. What do you think? Yeah. I want to know what you think. Uh-huh. And, um, and, but I could tell he was looking at it. He was kind of grinning. And I'm like, all right. And there's no pressure here answering a question in front of Dr. Dobson. Mm-hmm. 
And, uh, but I, I just, I said, look, here's something I've been researching the last few years. And I, I laid out again, the, what became the 30 day kindness challenge. And she said, okay, you know, and she sat down and this other woman stood up, but she didn't have a question. She looked at that first woman and she said, look, if you'll do what she just said, you'll find it changes everything. And she looked at me and said, you're not going to remember me. Oh, no way. But three years ago, you came to my church in a different part of the state, and I asked a very similar question, and you gave me a very similar answer. And everything in me wanted to ignore <laughs> everything that you said because I didn't want to do this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And she said, but I didn't want my kids to grow up in a broken home mm-hmm. either. Mm-hmm. And so I did it. And she said, and it changed everything. She started to cry. And of course, I'm starting to cry. Yeah, yeah. And, and she said, I realized as I started this, hmm. she's like, it suddenly opened my eyes to the fact that all of our problems weren't just about him. Mm-hmm. That there were things that I was doing without even realizing it, and certainly without intending to, mm-hmm. that were causing some of the problems. And she said, and I realized, you know, the thing that Dr. Dobson has always said, you can't change the other person, you can only change mm-hmm. yourself. Mm-hmm. And she said, I, I, I saw the truth of that right there in front of me. I just didn't realize how much that I did need to change and that there were things that I could work on. And she said, and I started to see some of the things that were wonderful about my husband that I hadn't been giving him credit for. And the things that were bad were still there, but they didn't loom as large in my eyes. Mm-hmm. And she started mm-hmm. describing this positive cycle where they had been in a negative one for several years and she said it it didn't solve some of those big issues but it made them easier to solve mm-hmm. and she said now three years later we love being married oh man and she oh. said and, and she said it, it has changed everything and you know we still have things that we have to work through but we've come so far that i think their church had like had enlisted them to be marriage mentors Whoa, or something wow. to help, like, you know, help other couples go, if we can get through this, you can too, kind of deal. <sighs> and I just, I was so struck by that because there is such power in a few little changes mm. that we don't, we don't realize makes such a big difference. So Shanti, can we just jump into the coaching or, or the wisdom you gave to these women? Like, let's jump into this kindness yeah. challenge and just talk about it, because I'm hungry to hear what you were saying to mm-hmm. them. Absolutely. So so here is basically what it has become over the last number of years. And we've been researching really before and after people as they have done this. Mm-hmm. It's you know we call it now the thirty day kindness challenge and and here's what you do, all based on research okay. on what worked. Okay, yeah. So you pick one person that you want a better relationship with. Is it best to choose someone maybe that you're not fighting with at the time, or no, does it matter? Absolutely, choose someone you're fighting with. Okay, absolutely. Anyone. Like these these women in their you know the marriages. They actually found that this was in a difficult marriage. Okay, awesome. We actually had, I think, a, a, we had about a thousand people in the study group, and um, and and I think there were about two dozen of them that were actively trying to recover from a marriage that had been impacted by adultery. Mm-hmm, so you see mm-hmm, some perfect. pretty difficult situations, all the way up to people who have a great marriage 
and just want to make it better. Yeah. Or they're not even doing it for a marriage. Like I did this for my teenage daughter. Because, mm. <laughs> <laughs> you know, she's an awesome kid, but, you know, she's a teenager. She can roll her eyes with the best of them. And, you for know, my sure. head wants to explode. Yeah. Shanti, uh, I, yeah. I want you to answer Laura's question because she wants some specifics on what we can yeah, start I doing. Do and we've been toying with a concept and it uh i hesitate to bring it up because it makes people very nervous and so i want to qualify the statement first to say we never want anyone to stay in an abusive relationship but it sounds like what you're talking about is what we call it takes one to tango you know when you see a relationship dissolve whether it's a parent child or if it's marriage or a boyfriend and girlfriend uh, it always, people say, well, it takes two to tango. Everybody's got their part. And, and what that also says is the only way to fix it is if both people want to fix it. And I don't think that's the example Christ gives us. We weren't seeking Christ out. He was saying, I'm standing at the door. I'm knocking. It doesn't say, I stood at your door. I knocked for a while and then you didn't answer. So I walked away. It says, I stand currently at the door. I'm knocking. You know, is that what you're saying? Because you said you were doing this with your daughter. We're talking about, you know, different people to do that with. Is this what, I mean, it's this this relationship that woman was in. She doesn't respect her husband. He's doing all this crazy stuff. I mean, I want to jump into specifics, but are you saying you can fix a relationship by yourself? Yes. Amen. Really? Woohoo! Yes. No. The first yes. person we've got to say that on air so far. Yep. You're the first person that's like, no, 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 you can totally no. fix it statistically Stati- that was yes. that was because you know this is what i do with all of the surveys right mm. um and what i found in the study group there were more there were a little more than a thousand people in the study group okay uh, that were doing before and after versions of the 30-day kindness challenge um including you know we had several hundred people who were in the big official national survey yeah. okay yeah the one that <laughs> the one that costs me so much money that's how i think about it <laughs> good for you the one that paid for your book yeah, yeah. Oh, the one that i took all the advance from the book and paid for the survey uh, is basically sister, have i done that totally <laughs> can you write this book uh sure how much is it cost me? <laughs> yeah um but but the good thing is one of the things that we found is that if we do these three things that I'm about to share with you, mm. 89% of relationships improved, and this was almost entirely one-sided. Perfect. Almost entirely one-sided. There were a few people in the study group, and I haven't looked at it recently, but it was less than 20 that were, no, excuse me, it was less than 40. It was There was a small group of uh, 20 couples okay. um, who did it together. Mm. Um, but less than 40 of the thousand wow. okay. who, who were doing it with the other person. Most people, honestly, most of the spouses or children or work colleagues or whoever was doing it, the other person didn't even know they were doing it. Oh, yeah. Mm. That was the vast majority. The mm-hmm. other person just wasn't even aware. Mm. And, and so that, to me, that statistically proves that these things that you know, we've been saying that the Bible says all along that really it's about as far as it depends on you live at peace with all men. Right. Mm. 
um, that that will make a difference in the majority of cases. Now, sadly, it's not all because we all know the other person has free will. Yes. They can choose to forgive. They can choose mm-hmm. not to respond. They can. But here's what I found. This is all about a intense application of Christ-like kindness. Mm. And what we find is that Christ-like kindness, when you actually do this, there is something supernatural that happens. Mm-hmm. And it is every bit as supernatural. What happened with, for example, the softening of the heart of the husband of that woman that I was talking to in Colorado, the softening of his heart where she was doing these things and suddenly he started to respond and mm-hmm. give her some of the things that she needed. And then, so that made it easier for her to keep going and for him to keep going. The softening of both of those hearts Mm. is just as supernatural as the children of Israel walking out into the desert and finding breakfast in the morning. For sure. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Think about Mm -hmm. that. I mean, it's Mm -hmm. just, it just is. We don't see it as supernatural because it's not tangible. Mm. You know, it's not somebody, you know, regaining their sight in front of our eyes, but we've, we don't realize you know what? That person has regained a spiritual sight. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That person has regained some sort of wholeness in their heart that wasn't there before. Mm-hmm. That is just as supernatural. Yeah. yeah. It's where Ephesians talks. And I think this is the part we get hung up on because um, in culture today, you know, when Ephesians says, wives, submit to your husband as if, as if unto the Lord. And it says, slaves, submit to your masters as if unto the Lord. And all we do is focus on that when we ought to be focusing on all the things it says to husbands. And it is a two-sided coin. What it says to wives, because in that day, culturally, that wasn't, uh, submitting to your husband wasn't crazy. That wasn't like, ooh, I can't believe you're asking us to do that. I mean, that was the thing of the day. But what they were saying is, as if unto the Lord is a different attitude. This is an act of totally worship. Totally different attitude. And it's such a different attitude, it will change marriage Forever. Well, and the thing is, if a husband loves his wife as Christ loves the church, mm-hmm. holy cow, who right. has the harder job? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, let's just be honest about this, right? I mean, Ryan, gotta tell you, I'm sure Laura is over there nodding right now, but you know, that's just a harder that's a harder road. And if the husband does that, now that is giving Christ like kindness. To his wife. And Mm -hmm. this is what we find. It doesn't matter who you're deciding to do this effort of kindness for. Mm. What ends up happening in 89% of cases, not 100, okay, (laughs) um, but in 89% of cases, what ends up happening is because of this supernatural fruit of the spirit, we can call it a super fruit. <laughs> Love it. Yeah. You want to be really cheesy. Um, but it, it really is. Mm. To the degree that we apply it in this way, without worrying about what the other person is doing, we start seeing coming back to us what our hearts have been longing for. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. I don't want our listeners to miss this because you said there's three things. Am I, is yeah. uh, number one. So Kevin- we haven't started yet. Okay, okay, okay. Good, good. I, I've got like one, two, three, and I'm writing things down. I'm not quite sure yet. It's my ADD brain. Yeah. I was like, did I miss it? No. Did I get it? No. I before, love it. Before you start, you have to pick who you're doing it for. That's where okay. we. That's All as right. far as we've got. So pick that other person, and and like I said, it's not just marriage. 
can be yeah. kids, it can be somebody, it can be your boss who drives you crazy, for like sure. whoever it is. And for 30 days, you do three specific things right. every day okay. for that person. The first thing is you say nothing negative about them, either to them or about them to somebody else. Mm. <laughs> what about in your head? We're <laughs> trying to control take all every the thought captive. Thoughts. Okay. <laughs> wow. Take every thought captive. You'll actually find that as you stop yourself from saying stuff, eventually that stuff just won't be thought in your head as much. It's fascinating. Um, and this, by the way, it is absolutely critical that you realize what I just said. It's not just saying something negative, avoiding something negative to them. It's also saying nothing negative about them to somebody else because mm. that is often where we sabotage ourselves. Yep. Like I can be very, if, let's just say that I'm in a difficult season with my husband. I can be very polite to him, but if I go to my girlfriends at work and I'm like, Ugh, you would not believe what he did yesterday. Right. I don't, I don't think about it this way, but what I'm doing is sabotaging how I feel about him. Mm -hmm. And oh, by the way, I'm training myself to be an unkind person. Yep. Like, I would never intend that, but that's what I'm doing. So nothing negative yeah. for 30 days. And to words have power. I mean, you know this, Shanti, but words have power. When you tell a kid you're Incredible. dumb or you're stupid or you're worth, whatever those things are, that shapes that child for the rest of their life. Yeah. Yeah. If you've got self-talk about your spouse that's just like, my goodness, my husband's so lazy, my goodness, all over and over and over again, that self-talk changes your perspective about that person. So yes. not just externally to them, not externally to another person, but internally to yourself saying, I'm going to take every thought captive. Yeah. Well, Shanti, what I hear yeah. is you just getting off your own narrative and allowing God mm. to intervene. Because I have my own story about my husband, about everything, and I, I think I'm right, and I'm given to self-flattery, and I think I'm better than whatever. And I have to suspend my natural tendency to be right and to think I'm right and, oh, and yes. let it go and be like, okay, well, let me discover who's over there. Well, That's let how me I tell you, it. It, gets e it gets even crazier, Laura. Okay. <laughs> because okay. here's sticking on the say nothing negative. Yeah. You know, it's, yeah. it's basically all about withholding unkindness. Amen. That's number one, right? Ooh, yep. That's the number one thing. Now, here's the problem. <laughs> Okay. okay. Is if we want to dive into this before we go on to number two and three, let's let's just let's just tackle this for a second because yeah, yeah. here's what we learn <laughs> when we start this. Everybody listening to this, I can almost guarantee everybody listening to this, when we talked about being kind, every single person in your audience thought, But I am kind. Yep. Yeah. I'm already kind. And <clears throat> here's what we don't realize. We are completely delusional. Yep. <laughs> we have no Thank idea you. how unkind we are every stinking day, and yeah. we don't realize it. And I'll give you an example, okay? Mm. Personal example. I love it. It turns out when I was doing the research for the kindness challenge and doing all these before and afters, I one of the things that I had to do was catalog the different types of negativity. You know, if you don't oh. say anything negative. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what, what does that mean? What are the different types of negativity and unkindness that tend to come out of your mouth? And and I I hate to confess this. I thought this particular number one, you know, part of the challenge would not be a problem for me because I think of myself as a positive person. I'm not mm -hmm. negative, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, 
So I started cataloging the types of negativity. There's seven, it turns out there's seven very distinctly different patterns, and we all have at least one of them. <laughs> some, some of us have more than one. And I realized that my type of negativity is exasperation. Mm. Oh, I that relates am, to me. Oh, no. Yeah, I am negative every single day because as like, let's just, I'll just give you an example because yeah. I get exasperated with my kids, for example. I can, I can, you know, help, let's say I help my husband, my uh, son, eighth grader with his homework and he's, he's got a project and he's doing something and we spend a couple hours on it and then he forgets to turn it in. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. man, it mm -hmm. just makes me crazy, right? You guys yeah. know. Yeah. Yep. So it makes you crazy. And I'm like, buddy, what were you thinking? And we worked so hard and my voice is rising. I've got that mm -hmm. exasperated tone. Yep. yep. I yep. don't realize that what I'm saying to him is you're an idiot. Yep. Mm. yep. Now, would I ever use those actual words? Never. With no. my sweet 14-year-old son? Of course not. Like, mm. there's no way. But that's exactly what I'm saying. Mm. And I, once I started cataloging all these different, these seven different patterns of negativity, I realized, oh my gosh, we mm. are so mm. deluded. Like, this is something that comes out in me now, I realize, in my parenting. Mm -hmm. It comes out in my tone of voice with my husband, with the people that work for me. I mean, it's just with the, the frustrating representative on the phone who's taking too long to answer a, sure, a simple sure. question. I mean, it's everywhere. Well, and Shanti, Once, let me interject something too. Yeah. Because even yeah. if you've never used, even if you've never told your son you're an idiot or your kid you're dumb or any of those types of things, here's also what's going on. Culture. So if you turn on the Disney Channel or sitcoms oh, yeah. or kids cartoons or anything oh, yeah. like that, what you've got is an exasperated parent who does the, ah, the sighing, the eye rolling, the looking yep. up, the, the slumping of the shoulders. That's my big one. I slump my shoulders and it gives Laura the sign that she said something that I didn't like. And it's so inappropriate. But all those people on your cultural norms, all the people on your sitcoms and cartoons and all those things do say you're dumb, you're an idiot, yep, I don't like you. They say those things out loud. Therefore, your kids who have this idea that my parents love me, they wouldn't say those things. Suddenly. Well, if they're doing all the body language and quote-unquote non-verbals, then maybe they're thinking those things as well. And even if they're not consciously saying that in their brains, they certainly subconsciously are because that's how smart we are. Mm -hmm. And so when you start, man, I'm, I am feeling a little bit guilty. Anybody else feeling a little ashamed right now? Like, oh, I really yeah. am. No shame, just guilt. Come on, people. Yeah. <laughs> and we can get better at this, right? Amen. This is something oh, we can do. absolutely. It, we can get better at it. I, 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 can, I promise I you. I promise you. And yeah. I can promise you, honestly, now that we've done this, the statistics on this, I can promise you that it's not the only way to get better. Mm. But honestly, that is why we came up with the 30-Day yeah. Kindness Challenge. This is it's a perfect. training ground. Mm. Yes. It, it opens our eyes to these things that we just... You don't realize how often you do this until yeah. you're not allowed to. Mm. <laughs> but isn't it beautiful when you get shown that what how you're coming across get the feedback of what you're doing yeah. and then being able to shift and allow god to come in and restore what has been stolen mm. or or what yeah. needs to be um implemented into that relationship yeah yeah it's it has been the most 
amazing experience for me personally, mm. not just as a researcher, not just watching people out there, mm. right? Yeah. But for me in my relationship with my husband, my kids, and my staff, mm. especially, mm. for me to have, and I still don't do it perfectly, but to have had my eyes opened to how often I did this and certainly mm. would never have intended to. And, and seeing then suddenly with the 30 day kindness challenge, what it does, at least yeah. what it did for me and what we saw in the, in the study is it suddenly opens your eyes. You see how often this happens. You become, you have a habit now of trying to withhold that, shift it, not do it in a certain way of that unkindness you didn't know you were doing. And then once you've done that with one person, and it's really important to just focus on that one person for the first 30 days. Don't okay. give into the temptation to try to, to do, it all. do this with everybody <laughs> because you won't see it as much. It's like mm. it's this in this one focused relationship, suddenly you see it mm -hmm. and you work on it. And suddenly we found that after the first few days, that's eye-opening. Okay. The, the first two weeks is like, practicing and failing and trying it again and getting better at it and suddenly you've developed we found that after about two weeks it took about that long to develop a competence at this so that's not very long like yeah. it's it's really it's a fairly short period of time and then the final two weeks was more making it a habit mm. doing it every day and suddenly what most people found what i honestly found is by the time you get to day 30 you aren't really like you wait what day am i on mm. is this 28 or am I am I already into month two? Like you kind of lost it because it's just become a habit, mm -hmm. and you're not focused on it so much anymore. And have you done studies of like a whole family doing this? Yeah, we've seen we've definitely seen people. Like I said, there were a few people who did this with other people knowing. Mm -hmm. We beyond the study phase because the official study phase was just that thousand people. Okay, and then actually, what we started to do was ironically that you mentioned that was a lot of families and mm. schools started calling us That's and what I'm people thinking. started to try to do this in groups mm -hmm. um, and we've seen some real benefit because like with my kids i'm sure they're the only ones but they tend <laughs> to fight you know they tend to like meh, 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 yeah. meh, and it yeah. just drives me nuts and so having the kids do the 30-day kind of challenge with each other mm -hmm. is they need the habit just like the rest of yeah, us do. Yeah, mm -hmm. completely. Mm -hmm. oh, I Man, love it. That's fantastic. Okay, let's jump into number two. We're taking <sighs> so much two. of your time. Yeah, so number one, say nothing negative to yeah. or about them for 30 days. Number two is every day for 30 days, find one thing that you can sincerely praise, right? That you can sincerely affirm about them and tell them and tell somebody else. So just like oh. you're not allowed to say anything negative about the person to them or about them, now suddenly you say something positive and affirming to them and about them to somebody else. And what this is doing is basically putting into practice, it develops the habit of what we see the Apostle Paul said in Philippians, right? Like how do, he says rejoice, he's in this prison and he's mm. telling people to rejoice. Like, how do you do this, dude? You're in a prison chained to a wall. Like, what does that look like? And he said, okay, here's what you do. Here's the prescription. You think about and focus on the things that are excellent mm -hmm. and lovely mm -hmm. and worthy of praise rather than the things that are worthy of driving you crazy. Mm -hmm. They're still out there, right? They haven't gone necessarily away, but you're focusing on these other things. That is what happened in the life of that woman in Colorado, right? Yeah, she started be. focusing and started seeing 
wow, how unkind I was. And wow, my husband has all these wonderful things that I haven't been giving him credit for. Mm -hmm. So, for example, I'm withholding that negativity about, you know, this person. And now I'm looking for things to praise. So let's just say again, let's just say it's my husband. And now I'm noticing, you know, yeah, there's this frustrating thing. Now I'm not talking about that. But I notice, you know, he came home from work early to take the kids to soccer or whatever. Mm -hmm. And I'd say, thank you for that. You know, thanks for doing that. And then the next day I go to my girlfriends at work and say, you know what he did yesterday? He was so sweet. He came home early. And what you're doing is re completely retraining yep. how you think so mm -hmm. that you see the good, not just the bad. Mm -hmm. Bad doesn't go away. But what that woman in Colorado said is it doesn't solve those other issues, but it makes them so much easier to solve. That's right. Mm -hmm. It also sets the tone with your friends. Yeah. Because you're building your spouse, yes. your child, your coworker, <laughs> your boss up to them instead of tearing them down. Totally. So their natural inkling when you get together with them after time is to say, how great is he doing now? Because you've stopped saying the negative things. There has been a change and their expectation is to hear the good yeah. before you got to provide it. Mm -hmm. Well, and here and here's another thing that I learned as I've been going through as I've been going through all this research over the years. Mm -hmm. One of the things that has been fascinating is to see how brain science has started backing up everything that the yeah. Bible has done. I love it. Isn't it great? Science. It's the best. Yeah. It's the best. And, and this is and this is one of these areas that it turns out all of us, including in the church, sincere believers, we have bought into a terrible lie. Mm -hmm. because we have this idea that venting is healthy. It's it's actually even the word venting is this idea that, well, you know, it's a really important thing to let a little steam out of the kettle so uh -huh. that it doesn't explode, yeah. right? Like we have this idea that that is, that that's actually not just, a, not just okay, it's actually a good thing. It's a good thing to let a little of that out, right? Yes. And, and actually what neuroscientists have found in the last few years is that as you share those frustrations verbally, yeah. not only does it not help, it actually hurts. What happens mm. is, it, believe it or not, it, it further activates this interconnected anger system in the brain. Mm -hmm. And so the better analogy isn't that it's venting. The better analogy is that it's turning up the heat. It's almost like you've got the pot on the burner and you're turning the heat up and up and up. Yep. Whereas when you refuse to vent, <laughs> when you refuse to talk about those things, it's almost like you've you've put the lid on mm -hmm. and, and it smothers the steam a little bit and then as we do these positive things like you focus on whatever is good and excellent and noble rather than the things that are frustrating mm -hmm. it's like taking the pot off the burner mm -hmm. and suddenly what neuroscientists have found is that when you do that suddenly you're just not as angry <laughs> Yeah. like just not as frustrated oh, like those, those frustrating things are still there but they don't they really truly don't overwhelm your mind and you're, it is easy to see the positive i'll give you another example well okay. so shanti real quick yeah. so i can't throw an adult tantrum <laughs> basically gotta get to. off those <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Well, let me tell you, all of us know we've all done that. Yes, right? we have. We I mean, I have. You guys might be more more Christian than me. Nope. <laughs> nope. 
And a no, big no. tantrum thorn, I have, yeah. for sure. I have, I have done that, and mm-hmm, I've got mm-hmm. so frustrated with my kids or whatever. And, and well, I love and, what you're saying because it's better. counterculture. You're you're yeah. actually saying you are starting the rebellion. You're saying, no, no, no. We do not have to buy into this culture. We can no. hold our tongue and yeah. uh, and mm-hmm. try a different way of connecting because yeah. yeah. what we're doing now isn't working. And we all kind of yeah. know it, but we need some people like you to... Sh- Show us the light. Move in a different direction. Move it away from what the culture is spewing out at us. Mm-hmm. Well, and let's just, here's the thing. Let's just ask this question, okay? And I want every one of your listeners to answer this question honestly. Yeah. Honestly, okay? After you've thrown that tantrum, do you feel better? Oh, oh no. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I I have to interrupt you. I literally, so I'm holding this book. I'm showing it to Shanti on Skype. It's called uh, The Daily Stoic. And that's literally, I think it's Epictetus. It's either Marcus Aurelius or Seneca or Epictetus, because that's who's quoted in here. Mm -hmm. But they were talking about tantrums. And I got so convicted, because I read this maybe a month ago, and it said, after you throw that big tantrum, after you scream, yell, kick the car, whatever it is, ask yourself, do you feel better? Did that help? Is the situation better now that you've screamed, yelled, kicked, thrown, something like that? Because it's never better it's well, never it better. Feels, it can sometimes, when you feel. come back with that perfect zinger. Yeah. Well, oh, yeah, well, what about you? You know, those kinds of zingers. You might feel better for 30 seconds. Like, in the short oh, term. I showed him. Right, yeah. Right. Okay. Right. Like 30 seconds or a minute. And then, do you feel better? No. No. Now, and actually, here's one of the studies that was done in, a few years ago that I referenced because I thought it was brilliant. Okay. A number of years ago, there was, there were a, um, a group of people in the medical profession, plastic surgeons, etc., who actually started thinking that there was an off-label use for Botox. Hmm. Um, because you know how sometimes, you know, something is, yep. is an yeah. epilepsy drug, but it actually treats Works this too or whatever. Sure. Yeah, sure. For sure. And so all these plastic surgeons found that the people, when they did these Botox, Botox injections into their, their patients who didn't want wrinkles, right, um, in their forehead, they they found that these patients had much more emotional health. They were more positive. They had less depression. Like all these things, they were thinking it might be a treatment for depression, that that might be an off-label use, that there was something about it. And huh. so they did this big, huge study. I, oh, I, have, no. I have all the citations <laughs> in the book. I think they, I know what you're going to say. If you they, say what I think you're going to say, I will freak out. Okay. Get <laughs> He'll ready. throw a tantrum. Get ready. <laughs> Um, because what they found is that it had nothing to do with the chemicals in Botox. What was happening is that this paralyzes the corrugator muscles, the frown muscles. These people oh, could not say it. <laughs> He's having a tantrum right now. I can tell. Yeah, it's a good and, one. And, and, he, and they could not frown. They could not make a negative facial expression. And so because they could not frown, suddenly they just felt better <laughs> and more positive so and, and the people talks. around them would be would respond better to them because they never frown yeah. they never have that look, look on your face the scowl you paralyze somebody's forehead they can't scowl at you i'm getting botox you before if you paralyze the little wrinkles around the corners of your mouth you can't frown therefore you never frown you never mm-hmm. scowl at anybody and they treat you better oh okay. my goodness i know well now and now just to be self-interested okay can yeah. i just Go for it. Sideways to all the parents out there. Now imagine training your kids to not be negative and not mm. frown. 
<laughs> that's that's Imagine. why I'm so passionate about 30 Day Kindness Challenge. Yeah. Oh my goodness, yeah. so you're, awesome. You can, it's not just you. Is this this is a way you can lead the way in your family? Mm, you can and change build this kind earth. of attitude and have peace mm. in your home. And oh, by the way, you're training up your children in the way they should go, and training them in Christ-like kindness. And oh, mm. by the way, you reap the benefits of that too. <laughs> So, mm. I mean, I, I wish I could say this was completely not self-interested. That would be a lie <laughs> because yeah. there is there is something that happens here that you see a character development and wow, mm-hmm. <laughs> there's so much more peace Whoa. for kids in the home. I love it. Um, All okay, right, jump into that's three. number one and two. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so the third thing that you do every day for 30 days, in addition to, let's just review, Say nothing negative about this person to mm-hmm. them or about them. Every day, find one thing that you can, at least one thing that you can praise or affirm and tell them and tell somebody else. Mm-hmm. And the third thing, every day, just do one small act of kindness or generosity. Hmm. So Toward you're the other holding person? verbal negativity okay. and unkindness, you're sharing verbal kindness, and you're doing something kind and generous for somebody. And this could be anything. I mean, this literally with my daughter, when I was do- when I was doing the 30-day kindness myself for my teenage daughter, um, literally one of the things that's, it, that is an act of kindness, there's all these different types of generosity that mm-hmm. some things, mm-hmm. you know, we're, that we come more naturally to than others or that impact them more. That was one of the other things that I was, you know, kind of cataloging. And I realized, you know, one of the type of types of generosity is actually kind of just entering the other person's world, really. And so for that's a big one for parents who want to do this for their kids. Mm-hmm. And so for my daughter, she loves watching these funny little YouTube videos. And inevitably, <laughs> oh, yeah. she'll, you get it, she'll inevitably come to me when I'm in the middle of a deadline and working mm-hmm. on my computer and I've got something to do. Hey, could you watch this, mom? And I realized that taking it's usually just five minutes right but taking that time setting aside my keyboard turning to face her and saying yeah show it to me and entering into the delight that she has with that that's Mm -hmm. an action of generosity and it's not a big huge thing it is it's a huge thing shanti it is because it says you're important it says no no no. it says you're more important Mm -hmm. yeah you're more important than my my work and for somebody like you For somebody like, my dad does this by answering the phone. It doesn't matter if he's in the studio, board meeting, meeting with the president. (laughs) If I'm in an emergency, he picks up the phone. And it's proof. It says you're more important than every other external thing in my life. And you doing that for your daughter. You're an author. You're a speaker. That's how you make your income. To stop doing what you're doing, to turn to her and say, guess what? You're more important than my work. Yeah, that's an important thing. It's huge. Husbands, if you've got a DVR, you can pause the game to talk to your wife (laughs) Mm -hmm. and wait until she's satisfied to turn it back on again. You actually can do that. Well, what I did yesterday, I was struggling to connect with my son and he's 10. He loves Minecraft. I don't know if other people listening, their children love that. They're all Um, into it. And I don't care for video games. It's a struggle in our relationship. And it just dawned on me, you know what? It's Sunday afternoon. He's worked hard. He did good all week. All his um, stuff is done for school. Yeah. What could I do to be with him? And I thought, oh, I'll go play Minecraft, even though I have no idea how. But 15 minutes of Minecraft, and yeah. my son was like beaming. One, at how bad I was at it. He loved to just joke at that. Oh, yeah. And then oh, yeah. two, <laughs> just I can't believe my mom 
spent 15 minutes to play this Minecraft that he knows I don't like. I don't care for it. It's and true. it spoke to him and it was mm-hmm. awesome. I was all proud of myself. <laughs> oh, Laura, I love that story. You know, one of the reasons I love that is that one of the, in the, in the study group, one of the women was a mom of a 10 year old son mm. who did that with her son and she overheard him like shortly thereafter on a field trip. They were going on a field trip for school and she overheard the son telling his buddies, my mom plays video games with me. No other moms play video games mm-hmm. with their kids, but mine does. Yeah. <laughs> I just thought that was awesome. You gotta oh find goodness. what works for your children. <laughs> it's so awesome. Hmm. It is. And just if I could mention, one of yeah. the things about this is that we had an incredible ministry partner step up and fund the whole website, the sign-up process. There's these assessment. There's an assessment you can take, and it's all free. Whoa. Like, it, I mean, it it costs so much money to set this up. I bet. But this person just really felt strongly, like that they they really wanted to um, invest in this and advance the kingdom. And so you can literally, when they go to jointhekindnesschallenge.com, yeah. um, th- they can sign up for all these different versions of the 30-day kindness challenge, like one for anybody or for their spouses or sure. their kids or workplace or whatever. Take the assessments and, and there's free small group materials. Mm-hmm. Like they can do this in a small group, totally free. Again, it was just... wow. It was a, my publisher stepped in and did that, like making them available free, which I was just, I was just so impressed with how everybody handled this wow. because everybody recognizes how much kindness is needed in our yeah, culture. For sure. <laughs> right? It is. And it's needed in our homes. It's oh, needed everywhere. Sure. We're yeah. all just so angry. That's the yeah. whole thing. Our news makes us angry. It purposely makes us angry. Our politicians Facebook. try to make us angry. The whole world's trying to make us angry. We got to turn that around for sure. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Shanti, thank Thank you you so much for coming on the program. It's such a breath of fresh air. It's so fun to have you on. A delight to be with you. Uh, Let's do it again. We got to have you back. Let's talk about four women only. Let's talk about the other stuff too. This one, we're going to sign up everybody we possibly can. Thank you so much. Awesome. Thank you guys. God bless. That is our show for today. But was I right or was I right? That's a challenging program. And I'll tell you what, we want to help you in this challenge. We want to help you in your struggle to show kindness to somebody that uh, might not deserve it, may not be showing kindness back to you, the struggle in your life, the thorn in your side. We want to help you with that. So Rebel Parenting, as a ministry, we're going to do the 30-day kindness challenge from Shanti. We're going to do that through Rebel Parenting. So come to the website. There's going to be something over on the side right there, rebelparenting.org, to sign up for the Rebel Parenting X Shanti Feldhan. That's collaboration fine our kindness challenge because it's going to be a ton of fun. And then I want to hear how it goes. I want to hear how hard it is. I want to hear what your struggles were. I want to hear what the joys are. We're going to do it all on Facebook. We're going to have tons of fun with it. And at the end of it, you're going to tell us how your relationship is, how that relationship improved, because I know it's going to. That's what's going to happen. Love you guys. Sign up for the newsletter. Go to rebelparenting.org and catch the live videos every Monday, Wednesday, Friday at facebook.com slash Dobson, Instagram at rebelparenting and YouTube slash James Ryan Dobson. God bless. Love you guys. See you soon.